0: august september october november december we're going to have a a statement that we're going to have in our hearts that we're going to preach to this city and uh if you haven't how many have how many have not or how many have i should say seen our billboard let me see your hand if you've seen the billboard okay so many of you have if you haven't if you're going south from here on 35 and you pass mccormick right before you get to fort Worth drive which used to be where our old building was right when you see the fort Worth drive sign if you look to the left on the opposite side of the freeway It's right there and it says, More hope, less worry. Amen. So that is gonna be our our slogan and our theme, excuse me, for the next few months. That's exactly what our our, uh, billboard says, except it has the website on it and the directions. And how many know we live in a world today that needs more hope? Amen. And especially this this year in 2020, we've got a lot of people walking around hopeless. Matter of fact, they did a study. Just recently in the last few months to see where people were at in their, in their depression or in their, in their spirit. And this poll says 48% of Americans are feeling down, depressed, or hopeless during this pandemic. 48%. That's one out of every two people. How many know that shouldn't be the case in the church? Amen. Amen. Y'all going to have to help me out a little bit. The 9 o'clock service was a lot more alive, and they're supposed to be tired or more tired. Amen. How many know that shouldn't be the case in church? People in the world, they shouldn't have hope, but we have hope this morning. And hope has a name. His name is Jesus. How many know hope has a name this morning? His name is Jesus. Shout that name out this morning. Somebody shout out that name of hope. How many believe he's the hope? Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs, it's not in in the notes here, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope is so important. Having hope in in, in a situation is life-changing. This poll goes on to say that the the depression is going up, that 53% last month of Americans experienced not being able to stop or control worrying for several days during the week. And we need to know that This world that we're living in, in our society, there's a lot of people this morning who have given up, and they think this is the end of life, they think there's no hope, and we as the church need to give out more hope and less worry, amen? I was in a restaurant this week, and I saw a man wearing a hat, and his hat said, Hope Dealer, amen? We got to get some hats made like that, Hope Dealer, we need to be Hope Dealers in this church this morning. We need to be able to be the people who are out telling people, listen, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but there's hope for your situation. Amen. How many believe that there is hope for any situation that could be going on in this world this morning? Amen. The definition of hope is this, a feeling of expectation or desire for a certain thing to happen. Okay. And so the world would call it lucky We, as the church, call it hope. We hope. And when we say we hope, it means we believe. And the next part of that definition says even something greater. It says a feeling of trust. not going to ask you to raise your hands this morning or tell me where you're at. But during this pandemic, during these last few months, have you been trusting God? Or have you been doubting God? Have you been joyful and knowing that there's hope for the situation? Or have you been depressed? Have you been allowing the news to dictate what you feel? How many know if you watch the news, you will get depressed? And that's exactly what the news wants. Because the Bible tells me that the devil is the prince of the air. And he is the prince of the airwaves. And we can't be focused on what the news says, church. We need to be focused on what God's word says. Amen. If you're depressed and down this morning, you need to get in the Bible. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of CNN. Is that what it says? Or Fox, no matter what it is. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so there is hope this morning. I want us to look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I want you to look at these verses here. They're so powerful. And this is going to be the theme for us for the rest of the year, that we would focus on this. It says, now may the God of hope, there's a God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace. How many know we need more joy and more peace? Amen? There is joy and there is peace this morning. But it depends on what you're focusing on. If you're looking at, like I said, what the news is saying, or you're listening to what everybody else is saying, and you're not listening to God's Word, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be discouraged. Things don't look bright. Things don't look hopeful. Everything's talking about shutting down again, and every, the sports aren't going to happen, and this isn't going to happen, the economy's going down. And so you could, be, you could be sad, but the Bible says God is a God of hope. And He can fill us with joy and peace, But that joy and peace comes from something we do. It's called believing. Believing. How many believers do I have in this place this morning? Amen? Notice I didn't ask how many Christians we have. I said, how many believers do we have in here? People who believe in what God's Word says. And he says that you may abound. Abound. In hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit spirit amen father we pray for your word this morning for just a few minutes that you would shake us anoint us challenge us speak to us comfort us confront us tell us lord god that there's hope for our situation let us know let faith arise in this place for every individual here whatever situation they're in whatever they're facing for them to know that there is hope for their situation and things can turn around and god is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above what we can ask or think. And devil, we tell you this morning that you are defeated. You have no power. You have no authority. And you cannot lie to God's people. And Lord, I pray for us as a church to be hope dealers this morning. Lord, to, to, to focus on more hope and less worry. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So in, in that verse, we see that God is a God of hope. Now I want to show you another verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. That would be easy to remember. Romans 12, 12. Three things that we should do to be filled with hope. Number one is we need to rejoice. When we clapped right now and when we shouted and everything, we're not just doing that just because. We're doing it because we're rejoicing. And we can, How many know we can be rejoicing when things are bad? We can be rejoicing because the things that are going on around us are temporary. But we have something eternal that's waiting for us. We're going to get to that in a minute. But we need to rejoice in hope. Number one, we need to be rejoicing. We need to be excited. We need to be happy. Some of you say, what's there, what there, what there to be happy about? Well, let me give you about a million things. You woke up this morning. You have clothes on your back. You, you have food waiting for you somewhere today. You slept in a house last night. You slept with a roof on. You got here without walking. Should I go on? You can breathe right now, even though it's a little, bit, little less, less breathable than normal. Amen. You got heaven waiting for you. You want me to keep on? Amen. There's so how many, how, what there's not, there's not to rejoice about. Why are we going to get upset about what's going on in the world when we're not of this world? Has anybody realized we're not of this world? We are, we, the Bible says, we're just passing through. And so we need to be rejoicing in hope. Number two, I love how God is so honest with us. He says, be patient in tribulation. Guess what? You're going to have troubles. Tell the person next to you that you're going to have troubles. And then tell them back. I know. I'm having them. Amen. How many know we're going to have troubles? God never said we wouldn't have troubles. Matter of fact, David said in Psalms, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I like how God's word never ends on a negative. You ever notice that in the Bible? He'll confront us. He'll challenge us. He'll tell us this. He'll tell us that. But then he says, but. The but God. He says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from some of them. Does anybody know your Bible? What does he say? The Lord delivers us from all of our problems. So we can rejoice in that. We can be patient in tribulation. And this is what it means it means this will pass. Whatever you're facing right now, I don't know if you've, if you've if you've come to understand and realize whatever you're facing this morning, it's going to pass. It's go it can't last forever. The sun's gonna shine again, the clouds are gonna blow away, the rain's gonna stop, the boat's gonna get fixed. Amen. Whatever it is you're facing is going to pass. Look at someone next to you and say, this too shall pass. Why? What am I telling you by saying that? I'm giving you hope. If we don't have hope, we don't have anything. And so we need more hope, less worry. How would your week go this week of August 3rd through the 10th if you woke up every day and said, Lord, I'm going to have more hope and less worry today. Today I'm going to look at situations and I'm going to believe that you can change them and transform them and and I'm going to worry less about if you do or don't. What would happen? We need to be the church today that is passing that message on to this city of Denton, Texas. Amen. And we need to make sure that people understand that they can be uh, patient in their tribulation. The third part of that verse is that we would continue steadfastly in Prayer. How do we rejoice in tribulation? Or, sorry, be patient in tribulation? Staying on our knees. Staying in prayer. So, there it is again. Rejoice, be patient, and stay praying. That's how you live a life full of hope this morning. Here's some areas. Now, this isn't all of them. I might mention one this morning. And you might say, "Okay, that's not my area." Or you might hear one say, "That's something I'm dealing with." Or you might have something I don't even say. But here's some areas we need more hope in. Number one, we need more hope in our society, where we live outside. How many know all? It's all doom and gloom. Everything's negative. Where's the church? that's rising up and saying there's hope for this nation? Where's the church that's rising up and saying there's hope for your situation? Amen. This world's not going to tell themselves. This world needs the church to stand up and talk and tell people there's hope for your situation today. Amen. God is able to turn it around. God is able to do something in your situation. You know what we could be doing? What we've done different times for outreaches where we've come together as a church and we've gone out and done random acts of kindness, give somebody $5, put some gas in their tank, give them some food. How many know we don't got to call an outreach to do that? We can do that all the time. and We can pass out hope and we can tell people, listen, you know what we got to do in a situation with people when we run into them? We've got to do more listening and less talking. And we've got to give more hope and less, uh, less ideas. What do I mean by that? Oh, so-and-so is telling you the situation, and it sounds bad, and it sounds real bad, and it sounds horrible. And they're saying this and that and the other. And instead of us trying to give them an answer and saying, here's what you should do here's how you should fix this and we try to fix everything you know what we could do that would be better than any of that we can look them in their eyes and say listen that sounds really bad and i don't know what the answer is but there's hope for your situation i know god is able to do something in your situation did you hear me over here we can look at them and say listen i don't know the answer i don't know how it's going to work out but one thing i can tell you is there's hope for your situation." Our society needs more hope and less worry. Here's another one. Our finances. Our finances need hope. It, our economy's been attacked. Our economy has been hit hard in the United States. In a, just in a few months, just in six months, six months ago, our economy was the highest it had ever been. And now it's low. It's bad. But you know what's amazing? Here in our church, we've seen miracles. Miracles doesn't mean we haven't been hit and people haven't lost jobs. But let me tell you something. We've had promotions. We've had businesses started. We've had people buying houses. We've had people with more than enough. We've seen God come through because we believe there's hope for any situation. And God can move in the most dire problems because God is bigger than our problems. Can somebody say amen? So there's hope for our finances. How many know there's hope for our family? That lost loved one, that lost brother, that lost sister, that lost parent, that lost spouse, that lost child, you say there's, have, you, have you said there's no hope for them? Maybe you have. Does it doesn't make you a bad person, because you look at it and, you, and you're so close to it that you can't see an answer. You're so close to it you can't see how God could intervene. But I want you to know this morning, there's hope for your family. There's hope for your loved one. There is hope. Tell someone next to you there's hope. You believe that? There's hope. If we don't, listen, church, if we don't believe that, let's pack up and go home. What are we we doing here? And let me tell you something good that's good news. If your hope is lacking and your hope is down this morning and you're in a little bit of depression or whatever, I'm going to have hope for you. You can always find, get around somebody who's not going to tell you, oh, boy, that's really bad. Yeah, that man. Tell me how that works out. Get away from that person. Go find somebody you can tell that's not going to give you the answer, but that's going to believe with you and tell you, you know what? There's hope. Again, I don't know how, I don't know when, and I don't know where, but my Bible says that God is the God of hope, and as long as we're alive, God can move in this situation. It might seem impossible, but God can turn it around. It might seem like it's too far gone, but God can stop it. God can save it. God can restore it. Does anybody believe that? I'm trying to get somebody in here to believe with me that we we need more hope and less worry. Another area that we need to have hope in is in our health. Obvious, right? The elephants in the room. We have this big pandemic and this virus going on. But there's—I don't know if anybody else knows this—but there are other diseases besides coronavirus. They didn't die seems like the, that that's the only virus that exists nowadays. Cancer's gone and heart problems are gone and everything else is gone. How many know that's not the case? There's health problems still. And there's lots of them. But there's hope for our health problems. There's hope for chronic disease. There's hope for cancer. There's hope for your situation. So health is something we need to pray for and believe for. Because God said, I wish that your soul would prosper as you prosper. Amen. I want you to prosper sorry, as your soul prospers. I want you to prosper in health and in finances and in your family. The last one is restoration. I mean, need some restoration. Restoration means something's broke, or uh, that you look at that boat in that picture. That boat needs some restoration. You, th- again, that that picture is kind of a silver lining through the message today. In that picture, you might look at that and say, "Man, that looks like my life right there." That that picture might have been your life, either the good one or the bad one. The one that was intact and, and stuck to the things of God or the one that got beat up in the ocean. Guess what? God can restore that. Do you hear me? God can restore it. Let's look at a few verses here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the glue. Faith is what holds hope together. You don't have to have it all together and have it all right. You just have to say, God, I trust you. The second part of that definition was trusting. Confidence that God is in control. I can tell you for myself personally, that's something that I'm thankful for. Whether God gave it to me or I just learned it myself, I don't know, but I can tell you, I trust God. I just have learned to look at a situation and understand I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't do anything. But I just say, God, you're bigger than this. And I just believe. You go a long ways if you just get to a place where you say, God, you're in control. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, the flip side of that is a few verses down in Hebrews 11:6. How many want to please God this morning? The heart, your heart's desire is that God will be pleased with you. If that's your desire, you better have faith. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 11, six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you might say, God, what can I do to make you happy? How, how can I make you love me more? How can I make you, uh, f- you know, be proud of me? Believe. <clears throat> believe. Believe when it doesn't look like God can do something. Believe. The, the Bible says Abraham's faith is what it was a credit to him for righteousness, that he believed when his wife was not able to be pregnant. Now let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. We were saved in this hope. How many know we were saved by hope? Amen. Do you realize when you got saved, you were hopeless? You were hopeless. We were hopeless. You watching online, you were hopeless. You were a hopeless situation. There was nothing God, a man could do for you. But God stepped in, and we were saved in hope, But it says, but hope that is seen is not hope. What does that mean? That means I can't hope for something that I already have. You don't believe for the keys to your car if you've already got that car. You don't believe for the keys to a house if you already have the house. It says you're believing for something that's not seen. For why does one hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with what? Perseverance. Amen? Perseverance. Now, how many know today there's a lot of uncertainty in the world? A lot of, not, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Everything's changing all the time. We have a rock this morning in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Listen, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living Hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Has anybody been raised from the dead in this place? Does any, some of y'all are still dead? Anybody been raised from the dead in this place? Amen. Has anybody been raised from the dead over here? Oh you, I can tell. I can tell you're super excited. Amen, we have a living hope this morning. We need to remind ourselves how in control God is of everything. It doesn't say it. How many think it doesn't say a dead hope? It says a living hope. Amen? We have a living hope. Now I want to end with one more verse, and this is the most important one. Literally the most important one. Because if everything goes south in this world, as it seems like it's going right now, our society's going south, everything's going the wrong direction, everything's going to crazy good is bad and bad is good and all this is if everything goes wrong how many understand this morning that this is not all we have we believe jesus died on that cross we believe he rose from the dead we believe he ascended into heaven but how many know if we believe all that we better believe even more the next part which is jesus coming back the blessed hope. Amen. Jesus coming back for his church. Jesus coming back to save us from this tribulation that is going to come upon this world. Look at Titus chapter two, verse 12. It says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. Let me know we need to be sober right now. Amen. We need to be sober. We need to be not focused on the things of this world. And it says, righteously and godly in this present age. And then watch this next verse. Looking, looking for the what? Blessed hope. The blessed hope. What is the blessed hope? The glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't care what you're going through this morning. It cannot be so bad that it takes away the joy of seeing Jesus come through that that sky and come and get his church and take us home. Amen. Is anybody looking for that this morning? 25 out of the 27 chapters or books in the New Testament mention over and over and over again I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming, I'm coming, be faithful, I'm coming, watch, I'm coming, be sober, I'm coming. How many know if there was a bunch of people robbing the houses in your neighborhood, you'd be watching your house? You wouldn't have to be necessarily afraid, but you'd be saying, Man, I got to be careful that my house is watched, that no one comes in and breaks in, because the house next door got broken in, and the house behind me got broken. Right now, we know that every time something happens, it's a sign that's closer that Jesus is about to come when that trumpet sounds and we're out of here. Can somebody say, Amen? That's my blessed hope this morning. I don't care if you get excited, I'm excited. Thou rejoice, I patiently wait because I'm listening for that trumpet. And if you want to go through the tribulation, have fun. But I'm not going to be here. I'm going in the first load. Is anybody else in here going in the first load? The Bible calls it the blessed hope, amen, that we can be ready for him to take us out of here and be saved from this world that we're living in, amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we ask you, Lord, to prepare our hearts for this next few moments of prayer. Father, this time together, Lord, where we can prepare our hearts to have hope. God, if there's anything this world needs this morning, it's hope. Lord, there's lots of people trying to give answers for lots of things, things that are uncertain. Though we're facing a, a, a battle of sickness and viruses, and we're also facing an agenda of lies and deception, God. Our world is, we don't even know what to believe anymore. We don't know who to believe. But God, we thank you this morning that your word, as has been mentioned today several times, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, as we're in this place, there are needs in our family, needs in our finances, needs in our health, needs in our society. There are situations that seem like there's no way. God, you can move in them. But today we express faith and belief that there is hope for our situation today. There's hope, God, that there's nothing impossible for you. There's nothing that you cannot do. There's no one that you cannot change. There's no situation that is too far gone. Matter of fact, God, we thank you that you specialize in, in the area of the impossible. Thank you, Father, for the faith that I have this morning for those that are here in this service and those that are watching online. I have hope for their situation. I truly believe there's no situation you cannot change. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, how many of you in this place this morning would listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and realize that maybe you haven't given your heart to the Lord, that you haven't said the prayer that says, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I know I've fallen short of your glory. You might be here and you might have never been to church before. You've been to church many times. But the question is, what is the condition of your heart? Are you hopeless? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you depressed? Wherever you're at, Jesus loves you the same. And he wants to come into your situation today and he wants to change it. He wants you to have hope in the hopeless situation. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in this place or watching online, today, the Bible says, is the day of your salvation. Today is the acceptable day of the lord how many would say pastor would you pray for me because i want to confess jesus as lord this morning i want to accept him and i want to be born again this morning i want my life to change i've been trying everything else today i want to give you my heart and my life and i want you to show me that you can turn things around would you just lift your hand all over this place if that's you and you don't know jesus you've never said a sinner's prayer. You don't know the Lord this day, today. Just say, Pastor, pray for me. That's me. I need Jesus. Amen. I see your hands. Restoration. Reconciliation. Maybe you need to come home. Come back to the Lord this morning. Maybe you're watching online and you haven't been to church for months. Whether it's this one or another one. You haven't been coming to church. And your heart is Cold. And you might even be angry at God. God's not the one to be angry at. God loves you. God wants to change your situation. You just have to believe. You just have to hope in God. How many would say, I need to be reconciled to the Lord today? I'm like that prodigal son, and I need to come home. Just lift your hand all over this place. See your hand. God bless you. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We're going to. Pray for something very specific. It's still early. I want you to stay with me here because I believe God's going to do something in some situations. I, I don't want to just give you the message and then say, okay, see you later. I want to pray for your situation. I want you to know that God can turn it around right now. And, I, and all, all you need to do is believe that. I can believe for you, but if you'll connect your faith with mine, and God's word comes into play. We'll see a miracle. Whether it's your family, it's your finances, it's your health, it's this world, whatever it is, whatever you're facing, God is more than able this morning. So I'm going to open up the altar in just a moment. But before we do, I want to say the sinner's prayer. If you raise your hand and you, you need to get your life right with God or you need to make that decision for the first time, the Bible says, if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my father. If that's you and and you're you're not ashamed of Jesus and you say, God, today I want to get it right, would you just step out of your seat, come to the nearest aisle, find a place at the altar. We're going to pray. And you that are watching online right now, I want you to say this with me. Everybody in this congregation is going to say this with me this morning. Amen. Repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I'm separated from God because of the things that I do, because of my sin nature. But God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you went to the cross of Calvary for me. You bore my sins on your back, on your body. And you said, it is finished. And because of that, I'm saved. But you didn't stay in the grave. You came out of that grave. And you defeated death. And Father, for that reason, I'm saved this morning. My faith is in what you did on the cross and how you came out of that tomb. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins this morning. In Jesus' name, I start to live for you from this day forward. I make a new commitment. Help me and fill me with hope this morning. In Jesus' name. We're going to shift for just a moment, and we're going to say a prayer. I I know that um, some of you are afraid to be too close to somebody. We have lots of room at this altar. We made it open on purpose. We had lots of people at the altar this morning in the first service. I want to pray for you for any of these situations you might be facing. If you're you're facing a a financial problem, if you're facing a family problem, if you're facing a health problem, if you're facing the need of restoration of something, any of those things or anything I didn't even mention, I want you to come to the altar and I want you to find a place across this altar. Stay distanced. Stay spread out. But I believe that God is here. And the song we're going to sing is anything can happen if we believe so as we begin to sing I I know that God can heal you at your seat but there's something about stepping out there's something about saying I'm coming forward and I'm going to agree with you pastor in prayer for my situation and I want to look you in your eyes this morning and I want to tell you there's hope for your situation